Today's episode is presented by State Bags. State Bags makes beautiful, well-made, inclusively cool products while using the power of business to give back to shift the narrative around social injustice. For every State Bag purchase, State hand delivers a backpack packed with essential tools for success to an American child in need. State is offering our listeners 15% off their next purchase at statebags.com using the code POD. That's 15% off your next purchase using the code POD at statebags.com. State Bags, they have your back. So what is one of your fondest memories of, you know, a time with you and your mom when, or hopefully when Brandon wasn't around, if you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, Well, you know, I would say the thing that I think back to pretty often, and it's random, but you kind of cherish the little things, I guess. She taught me how to drive a stick in I thought I knew, but then she got me in the car and was like, no, you're going to learn. This is how you're going to do it. Welcome. We are your hosts, Brandon and Jordan, just two dads with similar interests. Lots of times we feel like we are only operating with one brain between us. This is two dads, one mind. Well, welcome back to episode 21 First of all, this is our first episode of the new format, so we want to welcome you to that. Second of all, this is going to be a special episode. It's going to be interview heavy. Um, There's going to be some questions answered and asked, and so we just want you to tag along, enjoy this, and I'm going to shoot it over to Brandon, and he's going to introduce our interviewee. Yes, well, thank you, Jordan. We thought we would kind of do a special episode to get us kicked off here for this new series of interviews, and we're actually going to have my brother Jason join in with us today. Can you say hey or hello? Hello, hello. That is my brother, Jason Morgan. This is my brother. In this episode, we are going to talk about our mother, and in particular, the reason for this is on October 15th, which is just a couple days away after this recording, is actually the, the day that we lost our mother 15 years ago. Uh, just crazy to think that it's been that long. And I wanted to do an episode just kind of remembering her and get my brother in here to do this interview and just kind of talk about that. And Jordan is actually going to just ask us a few questions and we're going to we're going to talk about that. And we hope that you enjoy this episode, that it gives you a little bit of insight to what it's like to go through that process of losing you know, especially a mother and how we've been dealing with that. So first of all, I want to say welcome, Jason. Thanks for being here. Thank you for uh, deciding to put up with your brother a little bit to spend some time with us, answer questions that that we have, and just to spend your evening with us recording and being able to give a little bit of insight on, you know, your life and your mind. So we, again, thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So first of all, you've already mentioned it, Brandon, but on October 15th, of course, you you said, you know, that's around the day your mom passed away. So what makes that date specifically important in detail? I mean, obviously, the date uh, of your mom's passing is important, but if you could give some insight to that, you and Jason, we'd really we'd appreciate that. Yeah. Well, so like I already gave it away um, 15 years ago, uh, October 15th, 2005 is when my mother passed away from cancer. She had been dealing with cancer. How how long, Jason, would you say she was really kind of f- fighting with that? Well, that last time seemed to go fast. I mean, it was less than a year um, that it 
seemed to progress really quickly. Right. So she had breast cancer and she went through the whole process. She had the mastectomy and then she went into remission for a while. And I, I honestly don't quite remember. Do you remember how long that remission period was? I don't even remember that, to be honest. I think that was so fast and changed. Right. Well, so she went into remission and we kind of thought, hey, things are getting a little bit better. And I'll give you a little bit of background to it, kind of where Jason and I were, because we we were at different points in our lives, really. Uh, he was still in high school. Uh, I was in college. I was in my sophomore year of college. So I was away at uh, college and he was still home. So we have, just in that alone, we have completely different I would say perspectives and how we dealt with that in completely different ways. Like I said, because I was more removed from the whole situation on a day to day where my brother was there, but that, yeah, that happened. I was 21 years old. So Jason, you were 18, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, yeah. Just turned 18. Right. So, I mean, and that in and of itself, that was uh, obviously a hard year for both of us, but I've always thought, you know, my brother was a, a senior and that's just, that's a tough time. No time is a good time, but that that's really a tough time. But anyway, so my mom had gone into remission for a little while. And I, from my perspective, I just remember hearing it's, it's back. And I remember she had had back problems for a long time. And I had got information that she was actually so bad that she was not really getting up out of her chair that often and really fighting with her back issues and just all kinds of stuff. Really kind of long story short there, and he's absolutely right. The process of, of when it came back, it got into her lymphatic system. And I believe it was a Wednesday mm -hmm. that I got a call when I was, I was working at a um, child development center. And I got a call that, you know, she actually may not make it uh, much longer. And I remember at the time, this is the vivid memories that I have. But I had a green 97S10 that I had absolutely maxed the accelerator to the floor. It was about an hour so and a half. all 55 miles. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> no, in all honesty, I was averaging between 90 and 100. Passed multiple police officers. Highway patrol never stopped me. I had my flashers on. And I went all the way to Claremore, Oklahoma, which is about hour, a little over an hour and a half or so. And I made it in an hour or less really quickly. So I guess that was October 13th is when it would have been, which is when this episode is going to air. And as I got there and I'll let my brother speak to this here in a second, but when I got there, she was unconscious and, you know, she really wasn't talking and they were about to will her from the Indian hospital to a different hospital by helicopter. And I got there right at that moment when they were transferring her to the helicopter, and she actually came to just long enough. And this is something I've, I've talked, you know, personally about at my church once or twice. But really important moment for me was when that happened. She woke up and looked at me, and she she said, "I love you, Bubba." She called me Bubba. I was not aware that that was going to be the last words I would ever hear from my mother. And she passed away two days later on October 15th. So this day is something that we can't forget. And why obviously it's important is because we want to keep her memory alive. And that's why we're also doing this episode 
just to kind of talk through it, it's also, you know, kind of therapeutic, you know, and it's something that even though, I mean, it's just, it's something that my brother and I shared together as terrible of a tragedy as it is, you know, it's, it's a kind of a healing process for both of us to talk about it. So it's just, it's really important. There's a lot of details there, but I'll go ahead and shut up now and let my brother kind of talk about why it's important to him. Well, I actually didn't know that about the I Love You Bubba. That's great to hear. I didn't. Oh, yeah. yeah I'd never heard that. It's a blur for me, honestly, that that day that it all kind of went down. I mean, you said, you know, you were speeding home. I was called to the office at school and I was just told, go straight home. And that made no sense to me whatsoever. I mean, at that point, though, my teachers, the office, everybody kind of knew the situation. I believe our aunt might have been filling people in on that. I'm not really sure. I, I wasn't walking around saying like, Hey guys, my mom's really sick and like be easy on me. So I did the same thing. Flashers on, raced home. I hadn't seen her awake and kind of present in a few days prior to that. You know, leaving her in the morning to go to school was her on the couch. And, you know, you mentioned her being in a chair all the time. Like that, that does come to memory. But towards the end, she couldn't even do a chair anymore, which is just crazy to me. So anyway, raced, got there, and I was probably driven to the Indian hospital. Uh, there was no, there was no um, conversation or anything like that. So I'm really glad that you had that. That's good to hear. The date means a lot to me because some, you know, sometimes it it comes around and I'm like very sad about it, and it can be hit or miss. I feel like some years. I mean, having almost 15 years under the belt. It it does not get easier. And I, you know, I try my best and yeah, it it can be hard. I think as I've gotten older, I just, I see it so much differently than I did in the beginning. Yeah. I, yeah, I would agree with that. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard. You, You know, you don't forget there. I will say just to be completely transparent, there's been a couple times, you know, in these 15 years where the date will come and be like, you know, something maybe was going on that day and it'll hit me. You know, I I don't necessarily wake up on October 15th every morning. And the first thought is like, hey, it's October right. 15th when I lost my mom. Um, Sometimes, and I hate to even admit this, and, and I think it's just the years and not thinking about it constantly is sometimes it's even like um, my brother or my cousin, you know, sending a text. And I'm like, oh, today is that day. Wow. But most of the time. It's very heavy on my mind, if not days before. And my wife's birthday is actually on October 12th. So it's it's always a, a weird time because, you know, obviously wanting to you know, celebrate her birthday and those kinds of things. But that usually also, for some reason, kind of starts that process of that date is just three days away. And yeah, it's it's hard. It It, it is it is difficult. It is hard. And it kind of, in my mind, is the marker for like, oh man, holidays are about to start, you know, because it's like middle of October. And then you've got Thanksgiving. And we we used to do all of that very, you know, not not big, but for our family, it was, you know, those were really big holidays that we did with her there. And so it's a weird marker now. But, you know, like I said, some years, same thing. I, I don't think it's, I don't wake up thinking, oh man, today's a day. It doesn't ever really leave my mind, but it's just not as present in the front of my mind some years. Right. Well, I, I appreciate both of your, I, I, 
I want to say, obviously, I am not in that same situation. But from what I have understood, even, you know, from my mom and, and so my grandmother passing um, or my grandfather passing, that I, I don't think the years will ever dull the hurt and the, you know, ever dull that callous, you know, that scar is always going to be there. And so I, I understand that that day may not be the day that triggers, oh man, this is the day I lost my mom and just, you know, break down and have that morning kick up again. It could be in April. It can be in January. And all of a sudden you just have a memory or a smell or an, a, an audio clue that kicks in that memory. And all of a sudden it, that, that scar opens up again. So, you know, I, I don't want, obviously our audience is, you know, you're not going to hear a whole lot of me talking. We want to hear Jason and Brandon talking on this one, but I do want to clue in a little bit, you know, from my perspective that what I think and what I feel a little bit here. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, so I, I do want to move on to the next, you know, the next portion. What is at least one or maybe your most fond memory of you and your mom? Jason, I guess let's start with you. So what is one of your fondest memories of, you know, a time with you and your mom when, or hopefully when Brandon wasn't around, if you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, I would say the thing that I think back to pretty often, and it's random, but you kind of cherish the little things, I guess. She taught me how to drive a stick, and I thought I knew, but then she got me in the car and was like, no, you're going to learn. This is how you're going to do it. And I just thought that was really cool. She would take me out and, you know, kind of give me pointers as we went, and it always went so terribly because I was so bad at driving in the beginning. Now I'm a pro, of course. I mean, yeah, you only had a couple wrecks under your I know, yeah. Um, But, you know, there was a time she took me uh, to the end of our our little neighborhood. I think Brandon has mentioned before, it was a trailer park, and there was a hill, you know, going up and out, essentially. And she drove me up it, and then e-braked it, and then we switched. And she was like, okay, go. And I was like, what? We're on an incline. Like, I, I knew the fundamentals of a stick shift, but I was like, how do you start on a hill? And, and that's the most difficult place oh to ride stick. Oh my goodness, it was difficult, and it smelled so terribly. So if you can do that, you can be the best. <laughs> yeah, it smelled so bad because I burned that clutch up the entire time, but <laughs> uh, I did get it. I think of that a lot when I'm driving, just kind of by myself. I don't even drive a stick anymore, uh, but I think of that because she kind of took it upon herself, and that's a cool thing that you know maybe most moms wouldn't teach their sons, but... It reminds me of the spirit that she had, which was like, she was very independent and she had two boys. So she was what they call a quote unquote boy mom. Why not teach your boy how to drive a stick? You know, it was, that's one of my favorite memories. That's super cool. Brandon? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, for me, um, there's two that really come to mind and, and they are, one is kind of more when I was, when I was younger and then one when I was older to kind of even it out. But when I was younger, and it, I, you know, I really don't. You were talking about things that just kind of come up and trigger a memory, and for some reason, this one happens a lot. And I think a lot of it has to do with because I also have two boys now, and I just I think about this and I try to, in a way, carry on this almost like a tradition. But there was a short period of time where my brother and I, and I don't even remember what grade we were, pretty small, so I don't even know if he remembers this or not. But we we lived in a couple different places growing up uh, in Tulsa before we ended up in Katusa for the majority of the time. 
But when we were living in Tulsa and I was going to an elementary school, I remember mom would pick us up after school or maybe early a little bit. And like I said, not a whole lot, but I specifically have some memories, very fond memories of going to the quick trip, which is, you know, if you know anything about Tulsa specifically, quick trip is the gas station to go to. And just, I loved it on cue here in Oklahoma city is very similar to that. But anyway, so we'd go to quick trip and she would let us get some ices. And I just remember that was so, to me, so special. We would, you know, go by quick trip to get an icy after she'd pick us up from school. And I just thought that was so cool. So I kind of do something similar, except we do that with Sonic with my boys. So I will just take them to go get a slushy. Uh, it's kind of very similar. And then one of my favorite memories that I have a little bit older, which is right before everything happened, actually, when I was in college. So quick, quick, quick backstory here. My mom and I, our relationship, I think with a lot of just, you know, teenage kids and parents, this happens a lot, but ours was rocky here and there, but we were very close still. But we were both stubborn. I think that because we were so similar that we hit heads a little bit here and there. But all of that aside, when I got to college and I got out of the house, you know, and I've mentioned in this podcast before that it was, um, and my brother can tell you, and it wasn't easy for him either. Our childhood was rough at parts, for sure. Anyway, I was in college and I had come back home, you know, to visit. And I don't remember exactly when, when this was, but we had just started talking more like adults. It just kind of happened. And I remember sitting out on the front porch. They had moved right after, out of the trailer park, after I graduated high school and finally had gotten a house. And my mom was just so proud of that house because she really hadn't had anything like that. And unfortunately, she didn't really get to enjoy it that long. But anyway, we had a little front porch, and then her and I, late at night, would sit out there and talk. And at that specific time, I remember that there was a, a girlfriend that I had who absolutely broke my heart. And, you know, I was just talking to my mom, and it was so cool because we had such a genuine conversation about it. She just had so much insight. And then after that, we got to talking about life. And we both apologized to each other about things that had happened in our lives that were beyond our control or things that, you know, we shouldn't have done. And we just got all of that out in the open. And now looking back, obviously, I'm so glad that we did that then. And it kind of, for me, I remember having a really strong relationship with my mom when I was really young. Then it got a little bit rocky. And then at the end, it got back to that really strong closeness. And so I, I feel blessed to have gotten Got to experience that. So that's two of my favorite memories. Excellent. That's very cool. Very good. I'm going to go and go straight to the next question. Um, and it, it's more specific here. You know, after this, this time frame, this, this 15 year anniversary, after this 15 year anniversary, what do you still find difficult about the loss? Um, I know, you know, we talked about those, those memories just kind of pop up different triggers and and you almost revert back to the that time where man in that first year where it's real fresh you know it just kind of comes up and it's su a super emotional time and i know with you brandon that it's like you were kind of already saying that it's 
it's really emotional. It's kind of kind of tears at you a little bit that you're, you know, it's Adrian's birthday. And then a few days later, it's the anniversary of your mom's passing. And so you, you kind of have conflicted feelings, which I think is, is human. It's, it's natural. It's normal. It's, you know, that's a normal thing. But so what do you still find most difficult um, about, you know, the loss of your mom or, or what do you, you know, miss in your heart still, you know, just that conversation with her, being able to spend time with her? Yeah, um, I guess I'll go ahead and start on this one and then throw it to my brother. So for me, being a dad, I would say is now what is the most difficult part of that, or having children, not really being a dad, but having children that won't ever get to meet my mom. And, you know, like my grandmother, we called her Mimi. And so I can only imagine that that would have been my mom's grandmotherly nickname. And just that part for me is probably the most difficult. I will say, and if, you know, if my wife were on here, she could definitely agree to this. There's probably once to twice a year where something about my mom hits me really hard at the most random time. And it usually is around just feeling like, you know, and I don't have much family. I wish my mom was around to be, you know, my boys have an amazing uh, grandmother and grandfather you know, my, my wife's parents, but I really would have loved to see, to have seen the interaction with my children, with my mom. And so that for me is probably, probably the most difficult part of that. Just not having her a mom to call or, you know, letting my boys get to, to meet her is probably the most difficult. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I can, I, I guess I can empathize or sympathize with that. I don't have kids, but the thought of them not being able to meet her, that that's tough. Me personally, I just think of like major milestones that have gone on. Um, like most recently just bought a house and moved and I have about three boxes of her stuff and I just keep t- tag like tugging it along place after place and occasionally one will open or I'll open it and just be like, oh yeah, that's that's that stuff. And it'll smell like her. That is like a huge trigger for me. And sometimes the rest of the day is shot. Sometimes it's just like, nah, like we're just going to keep going. But, you know, I think about graduating high school and then graduating college. And I'm about to graduate again with my master's, like just doing things in life that everyone really does. But I think like, man, it'd be so cool if like she could be here to see that or like, you know, congratulate me or, you know, help me through the tough times that college has brought. Because as we know, college is not easy. I think of things like that. I I definitely miss her and I I would love to have a conversation with her again, but I hate that so much life passes by and it just feels like farther and farther and farther. Like that's that's pretty tough. Yeah, and I I would agree too just real quick that tag team on that. You know, yeah, those milestones have been difficult for me, you know, graduating college and the obviously having kids, but yeah, those those are tough. Because in all fairness, who doesn't want their mom? It, I know this is two dads, one mine, but who doesn't want their mom to see their accomplishments? There's something built into our DNA. I think that we want that when you feel sick, you kind of want that mom feeling and it, you know, may you, you may get that with a spouse or whoever, but you need that, that nurture and that nurture comes from mom. Um, so I, I totally get that. And so you're kind of missing 
unfortunately that that mom's approval you know you want to show her you know what you've accomplished and ha- you know see see the, the pride on her face and the joy so i i totally understand i get that let's kind of let's let's kind of wind this up with a more positive note i know this is a, a more emotional episode uh so we want to we want we want to still bring the happy <laughs> so right are there any positive insights that you have for our listeners that you've learned either, you know, from the tough times with your mom being sick or as a child when, you know, the joyful times or since, you know, since then, you know, what have you learned since her passing in the last 15 years? So uh, I guess let's start with Jason um, and then Brandon can, can wrap it up. But uh, if you wouldn't give us, give us some positive insights, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And really to piggyback off of what you were just saying, because there's no, you know, there's no sense of accomplishment or pride that we can see from parents. We kind of have to intrinsically just do it ourselves, right? So the things that we accomplish, it's because it's in us and we want to for us. There's nobody making you do it. There's nobody to uh, pat you on the back. Like losing her has meant we could either go one way or the other. And we've both kind of in our own ways chosen to just move forward and still be successful and have families and live life. That is something that I think is super important that you have to do in order to move on. Well, maybe for me anyway, I could never just, you know, sit back and, and wallow in it, I guess. So I've learned so much from her being gone and it's more than just gaining independence. Like I have, you just really appreciate those that are around you. And if you lose your actual family, I mean, you create it for yourself. And I don't know that I would have been half the person I am today if she was still around. I mean, it's likely that I would still live with her <laughs> and, you know, mooch, who knows. Um, but instead, <laughs> I've I've learned to kind of take care of myself and just continue living life in in a way that I think is positive and if she popped in right now would be proud of me. Nice. Good. Good, Brandon. Real quick before I get on that, just just for your listeners to kind of know the true dynamic here and without going into a lot of detail, but not only, you know, did we lose our mother, but neither of us have really had a, a solid father figure that's been in our lives to kind of help, you know, ease the transition of going into, you know, losing a parent. So just as a little background there, when, we, you know, my brother talks about the, the pat on the back, you know, it's not like there was a, unfortunately, there wasn't a father figure taking up the slack. So that's what's also has kind of made it more difficult. But but with that, on the, on the positive note, I can definitely say that my sense of independence, my sense of taking things on head on, even though I don't have a lot of maybe wisdom sometimes that I would get from my mom or something, but she, she was, she was hard headed in a lot of good ways, you know, and stubborn about things where you needed to be. I feel that I've picked that up and I've been able to kind of go away from this being like, you know, if I can get through this, uh, it's, it's going to make me stronger. I can empathize and sympathize with others a little bit better, you know, now having experienced that loss and be able to, you know, tell others and support and encourage others how they might be able to. I've been able to do that a lot. You know, it's it's one thing to say, I'm sorry for your loss, but to also be able to say it and experience it. So that's been, that's been really good 
kind of insight that I've learned just to be more independent, you know, hey, it's this can't knock me down. And then in, in another way, you know, I know that, you know, she's in heaven and proud of me, proud of my brother. And, you know, I, I just kind of keep going on, you know, just to kind of in a way to honor her. And so I would say the last bit of th- advice, I, I say advice, but just for any of our listeners, anybody, I would tell anybody this, and it's a cliche, but it's so true. Life is so short. You know, I only had 21 years, my brother, 18 years with my mom. She died at the age of 42. And that really hits home too, real quick too, because just this past year, I had a heart attack. My life flashed before my eyes at age 35. And just, it's it's crazy to imagine that. And so anyway, what my advice is, is to don't get too comfortable if you, you know, have a parent that's still living or both, don't take it for granted that you still have them. And I, I know we all have our relationships, you know, that we just kind of, the years go by. We're not always hyper-focused on letting them know how much we love them and appreciate them all the time. But we, but we really should. So when Mother's Day comes around and all those different kinds of holidays, just hold on to your family a little bit harder. And I would say it's also helped me to want to fight for the family, the small family I do have. To, even though we have our differences and different ideas about different things, I want to keep us intact. I want to fight for the family that I have. Excellent. Well, thank you guys again for uh, for opening up, bearing your hearts and souls a little bit. Um, I I think uh, our the audience will appreciate it, but that leaves us at. I know that we could probably go on for a couple more hours about you know reminiscing and and talking about your mom, but I think we want to leave off you know with leave it there. It's a it's at a good point, and we have more interviews coming. Um, we have more new episodes coming. If you like that, if you like this new format, this new series. With the interviews, we're going to kind of skip out on on the dad jokes. We're going to kind of skip out on the salutes. We want it to be a little more more serious, but also devote that time to the conversation. There's still going to be, be the funny, because I'm still going to be a part, so that's the funny. Ah. Um, what? That, that's, that's not funny, Brandon. <laughs> it's not funny. But seriously, guys, uh, we appreciate everything you guys do. If you like the format, please let us know. There will most likely still be some episodes with a similar format. We'll still be bringing dad jokes. We'll still be bringing salutes. Sometimes it'll be a salute, maybe something else. And and so we're kind of mulling over what we want to do there because we want to bring more than just a salute to a single person. But if you like it, please let us know. If you don't like it, please let us know. Um, You can leave reviews. Yeah, you can leave reviews on any of the podcast platforms. Also, podchaser.com, and that's P-O-D-C-H-A-S-E-R. And that one, again, we've kind of talked about the last couple episodes. It's kind of like an IMDB of podcasts. So you can just share your love and support and feedback there. And then also, if you want to be a monthly supporter, that's always available on anchor.fm. And yeah, we look forward to talking to you guys again on this next episode that we're going to have, which will be an interview with uh, a buddy of mine. And so we're really excited about that and hope that you enjoy. All right. Thank you for everything you guys do. And uh, thank you for just putting us in your ears and letting us reminisce with you for a little bit. And last of all, Jason, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you taking time out of your hectic schedule to be here. 
congratulations on the master's degree. That is a, that's a big accomplishment. But again, thank you for putting up with your brother and being here. We appreciate it. Yeah, I can only thank you for half of that. I can't uh, say anything about the brother here, but I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. This is Two Dads, One Mind. One Mind.